Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. If you've never been an Audible customer and want to see what they offer, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And with this free 30-day trial, you'll have your pick of it all. You can hear books of all genres, narrated by Jim Dale, Stephen Fry, Will Patton, Alex Hyde-White, Jeff Brick, Neil Shaw, William Demerit, and even a few by me, George Soroy. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and start your own 30-day journey with Audible today. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. Is there a burning desire within to share your creativity with the rest of the world? Do you insist on pursuing your passion by any means necessary? Then you are on an Excelsior journey, and you are not alone. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. My name is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for listening to the previous 25 episodes of this show. And just in case you're wondering what is, uh, what is happening in the near future for Excelsior Journeys, as I've been teasing this news just off and on throughout the, the past few weeks, Excelsior Journeys is going to be part of something bigger than itself. It is going to be a part of what, is, what will be called the Winding Trails Media Podcasting Network. Uh, this will mean that Excelsior Journeys will be one of seven different shows that, uh, that you'll be able to have access to by being a subscriber here, uh, which means that the uh, URL is going to be changed from, in, from excelsiorjourneys.podbean.com to windingtrailsmedia.podbean.com. And that, all, of it, all of that is happening effective on May 4th. We're doing it on Star Wars Day. Hooray. Um, so myself, my partner, David Lucas, uh, we are, we are you know, we're, we're Star Wars fans and we, we have no problem uh, wearing that on our sleeve. And we have no problem using this, that particular day, Star Wars Day, as our big launch. So we look forward to, uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, come aboard the Facebook page, Winding Trails Media. Uh, we look forward to your comments, your suggestions for future shows, um, for, for other shows that are going to be filling up the Monday through Saturday uh, slots. There's a whole lot that's happening, and we're really excited to share all of this with you, and there will be more information coming up in the coming weeks. Um, also, if you're in the St. Louis area, I will be at the Barnes & Noble at West County Mall on Saturday, April 27th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and I'll be there with my fellow Aloris Publishing um, author, Rebecca Jaycox, and she will be signing copies of uh, her books, The Other Inheritance and The Other Queen, and I will be there to sign copies of Excelsior and Ever Upward. Um, I have seen the copies over at the Barnes & Noble, 
They're there. They will be ready. And I hope you will be too. Now, speaking of books, back in 2013, around the time that, uh, that I believed that Excelsior had kind of hit the wall when it came to its self-published version, I came across a small press that was looking for more submissions. And turns out it was a local small press called Rocking Horse Publishing. And I liked what they had to offer. I went ahead and submitted Excelsior to it. And I heard back from its president, Robin Tidwell. And I, it, I got a wonderful bit of, um, got a nice little boost of self-confidence really when she said that it wasn't a matter of if she was going to take on Excelsior, but when. And it was because of that, um, that feeling that, you know, really, really made 2013 uh, very special for me. It, uh, that also just happened to be the year that uh, we had our house built uh, here at Imperial. A uh, whole lot of good happened. And in, uh, also at the end of 2013, I got to see Excelsior basically make its, the next step in its evolution when the second edition came out under the Rocking Horse Publishing banner. And um, a couple of years later, I was given the green light by Robin to, um, to try making the audiobook for Excelsior. And this was around the time that I had done my lessons over Clayton Studios that I've talked about before. And she gave me the green light. She really liked what she heard when I put together a sample. And during that time, I went um, in 2016, I went ahead and set it all up. I took a month to record. I took another month to edit. Um, just so you know, don't do that. You really want to you know, record and edit as you go, because if you're spending like a whole month editing, it gets really tedious. Um, but that's just a little side note there. Um, during that time, I had sent in the information, for, uh, all the notes, you know, like for Robin and all of the, uh, the, the audio files. And during that time, she was in the process of getting ready to uh, put up the Missouri Writers Guild Conference over in Kansas City. And at this point, she had taken over the reins as president. So running, uh, running a publishing house and uh, running the Missouri Writers Guild definitely has your hands full. And so I offered, as I am always like to consider myself a team player, that if there's anything I can do to help out with the board, uh, just ask. And maybe I should have been a little bit more specific because a couple of weeks later, the conference happened. I wasn't there. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't get over to Kansas City, but I got a, uh, I got a note on my Facebook page uh, from a friend and a fellow writer who was at the conference who basically said, congratulations. And I responded, thank you, for what? And then I started to put two and two together and I realized that, oh, this is the time of the Missouri Writers Guild Conference. Something must be going on. So I went over to my email and sure enough, there was a message from Robin saying, congrats, Mr. VP. So all of a sudden, here I am as vice president of the Missouri Writers Guild and conference chair um, because the vice president is responsible for putting on the conference for the very next year. And the location was already set. It was going to be in Columbia. And um, there was a whole lot of that went into that. And I came out of it being elected president of the Missouri Writers Guild. Um, all of this does not happen if I did not meet and communicate with Robin Tidwell. Um, there, there are so many opportunities that I would not have had 
if I did not know her. And while I am glad to consider myself the president emeritus of the Missouri Writers Guild, because it is quite a task, especially during this time, the time that I had it, because I was also dealing with, uh, with my wife being pregnant, giving birth prematurely, and Scarlett going through the NICU for a couple of months before coming home. And then a few months after that, boom, time to go and um, time to go back up to Columbia for the next conference. So there was a lot going on. Um, but at the same time, I am so I can I'm very proud to have done it. And I'm very proud to um, to remain friends with Robin Tidwell to the point that she was so graciously uh, able to take the reins of president back from me when it was time for me to step down at the end of my term. So um, so here with us after uh, this very long intro. Um, so if I, if I may, uh, may introduce our guest for this week, the president of the Missouri Writers Guild, Robin Tidwell. Robin, how are you? I'm doing great, George. Thank you so much for having me today. And, th and thank you for being here. I know it's a kind of a short notice. Um, just a little, uh, just a little peek behind the curtain. Right now it's 2 p.m. on Monday, um, March 18th, and this episode will be going live on the 19th. So uh, this week kind of got away from me. So thank you so much for uh, for joining me on such short notice. Not a problem. I'm just kind of sitting here recuperating from my weekend. <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so, so for um, so just as as a as a quick uh, quick thing before we go into your story and getting to know you know like how you really got involved with writing and everything that you, that you are doing, um, tell us a little bit about because I there are so many people that I know that have not heard of the Missouri Writers Guild that should have heard of the Missouri Writers Guild. Um, I did my best to try to get the word out, but I know you can say it a little bit better than I can. So um, tell us a little bit about the Missouri Writers Guild in general. Well, um, let's see. Missouri Writers Guild was founded in 1915 um, in the St. Louis area, and it is a statewide organization recognized by the state government of Missouri as an organization, a nonprofit for professional writers. That would be journalists, audiobook recorders, Kindle book authors, uh, magazine writers, newspaper columnists, any kind of writing you can think of. And of course, in the last hundred plus years, we've evolved as the publishing industry has. Um, it's, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of fumbling here. Um, we have uh, we have an annual business meeting and an annual writers conference where we invite particular faculty members to address um, to teach different workshops. Uh, we hold master classes. It's a great platform for networking. That is our big event each year. We also have approximately 20 chapters throughout the state, and they um, they range from small critique type groups of six or eight people on up to 100 members in, in a couple of our biggest chapters. Our chapters are open to anyone who has an interest in the craft of writing. Um, whereas once you have joined a chapter and you've gained knowledge, experience, and networking, and once you become published, your next step is the Missouri Writers Guild. 
now when they when they joined the Missouri Writers Guild, and you know this is this is also you know me speaking as a president, I was very proud to serve it, and I really wanted to make sure that the um, that there that there was more to the guild than um, just thank you for your membership. We'll see you at the conference. Um, what more um, should we, as you know, you and I? What more should we be doing to really kind of get it out there to to show the um, to show the um, our membership and prospective membership that there's more to it than just one conference that there is more to it that there because there really is I, I mean there's so much you can get from just like the networking alone just by being being in touch with all of these other members and having access to all of them I know there's more to it um, and I know that there is. Um, there's definitely something that we can do to kind of increase our visibility. Uh, what do you see, you know, like uh, for that in the future? Well, um, in 2015, we had a slightly different type of conference. We invited um, two officers from each of our chapters to Columbia, and we had uh, breakout groups and uh, task, task groups to come up with different ways we could improve and where we were headed for the next 100 years of the Guild. After that meeting in 2015, I was elected president for the first time then, and uh, we spent the next year implementing every single thing that, of course, the majority of the group had agreed on, because everybody's not always going to agree on every single thing. We've implemented all of that. We have Members-only discounts um, mm -hmm. now available through the website. If you are a member, we have membership cards. You can blog on our website to increase your visibility. Um, we have a list of writers' resources that um, publishers, editors, illustrators, and so forth that are only available to members. Um, we've done so much more. We've, we've been experimenting with social events throughout the year, a couple, three times a year, which our members all seem to um, want to see us do more of. But it can be difficult when you are a statewide organization, which is why our main focus is always on the conference and annual business meeting. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you go to a conference or event at your own local chapter where you are a member or would like to become a member, it's usually right there in your town, 30-minute drive tops. When you come to our conference, probably going to take you a couple hours to get there. So there, there are differences between the chapters and the guild. But the guild, again, is for professional writers. It is you, you can't just send me an email and say, hey, I wrote a book. Can I be a member? Well, no, you can't necessarily because we have, uh, we have a fairly detailed application form. We have a membership committee who vets every single application. And if you are, in truth, a professional writer and you are published, particularly through a traditional means, um, you can have the honor of being a Missouri Writers Guild member. It is not for everybody, but it is a goal for any writer in the state of Missouri to aspire to. Um, we hold uh, we hold writing contests a couple of times a year, and some of those are only open to our members. And it's um, I think I'm getting off track, George. Can you remind me where I was going with this? 
basically what I was asking was, you know, like, you know, basically just to break down like everything that the guild offers. So actually you were pretty, you know, pretty much on point in terms oh, of, good. in terms of what it was that, uh, that were, um, that we are looking for in our members, just like the members should be looking for us as a guild. So it's, it's really like, it's a, it, it works as a great partnership. And so, absolutely, absolutely. Partnership is the word for it because we couldn't do what we do without our chapters. Um, our chapter participation in the guild is very important. We have uh, several chapters, as I said, with a hundred members. Um, you know, they 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 need to know, and they need to remember that the next step up is guild membership. Mm -hmm. uh, you can learn a lot through chapter activities. Um, some of our chapters, the largest ones, of course, are very active. They have monthly meetings with guest speakers. They have open mic nights. They have purely social events. And uh, they do a great job with that. But the idea behind the chapters is that if you have an interest in writing and want to learn to improve your craft, you join a chapter, you meet people, you network, you get ideas, you learn how to do things, you learn how not to do things. And once you're published, Missouri Writers Guild, you're a professional writer now. Yep. And that, that is the goal. That is the process. That's how we work. Now, you don't have to be a chapter member in order to join the Missouri Writers Guild, but that, you know, that's one path. Um, and speaking of, in case there's anyone outside of Missouri listening, uh, we have members in several different states, Illinois, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Kansas. Um, also, Washington State. So really? <laughs> you do not have to be a Missouri, yes. You do not have to be a Missouri resident um, in order to belong to the Missouri Writers Guild. The only thing you need to be is a professional writer, which means somebody paid you to write something. Yep. That's yep. really what it comes down to. Yeah, because um, I mean, you write something. It's it's like what uh, what Harlan Ellison always said. You know, pay the GD writer already. You know, that's exactly exactly. He stood, he stood by that all his life. I always you know respected and loved him for that, and it's great to hear. So, um, it's great to hear that we have you know that we have a guild such as this that rewards that sort of practice. And so, I really hope that all of you who are in the Missouri, um, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Illinois area, um, even Washington State, you know, um, <laughs> just by all means, you know, if if you are getting paid for your writing, guess what? You are, you know, you're you already have a foot in the door with the Missouri Writers Guild. All you have to do is come to us, and we can we can help you take it from there. So, um, with that in mind, now. Writing, it takes, it takes a lot out of you, but it also is incredibly rewarding. So, and it really, it finds us in, in its own fun, unique way. So what was your unique way? Let's go back to that lightning strike moment for you. What was it that, um, that made you fall in love with writing in the first place? Well, when I was a preschooler, I mean, three, four years old, I used to take pieces of paper and fold them up into tiny little booklets and write stories. Oh, it's probably one word on a page and maybe not even a recognizable word. <laughs> um, but that, that was how I started. And then, of course, 
um, as I got a little bit older, I read all the Laura Ingalls Wilder books. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. And I, I started doing some drawing then too, but unfortunately I, I still draw like I'm six. So um, illustration was definitely not a route for me. The, um, the other thing is when I was eight years old, Gone with the Wind came to the movie theater. Again, just to be clear, I was not around in 1939. So it came around again to the movie theater. My grandmother wanted to take me, but she told me that I had to read the book first. And she handed me a thousand plus page book, hardcover. Um, It was one of the original ones that had come out that she had kept for all those decades. And so I did. I was eight years old and I read it. And I didn't under, there were things I didn't quite understand, I'm sure, but, but I did read it and I did get to see the movie and I decided after that, that I wanted to write a great American novel. So as I, as I got older, I was editor of the paper and in my elementary school in eighth grade and, and uh, in high school, I, I took all the English classes, creative writing classes. Um, I started submitting to, uh, Teen magazines, like Seventeen, I remember them specifically because they, along with all the others, of course, rejected everything I sent. Mm-hmm. But um, I had I had quite an impressive collection, so I kind of backed off for a while because rejection is hard to take for anybody, but especially when you're a teenager, yeah. you know. Um, most of well, and I will say as an aside that is pretty much the only time I've written poetry because you know teenage angst and poetry kind of goes hand in glove. Right. Um, everything was pretty dark and gloomy, I'm sure. Once the internet came into everybody's home, I uh, I started writing for a couple of uh, a couple three different websites and getting paid to write articles. And oh my gosh, it was like the easiest easiest money ever. And didn't make a fortune, didn't make that much actually. But yeah. uh, by gosh, I was my byline was on on all kinds of things, all kinds of topics, um, although I specialized in parenting and uh, parenting and child rearing and what to do when your teenager turns into a holy flying terror, um, <laughs> things like that. So I did that for a long time. And then uh, we opened, my husband and I opened a bookstore in 2011. Um, I'd kind of been playing around with writing, actually, maybe five, seven years prior to that, I started Great American Novel, and uh, it, it, it's still sitting here on my computer. I, I didn't get real far, I'll tell you that. Um, in 2011, we opened a bookstore, and we decided at that time we were going to uh, feature local authors' books. We didn't care if they were self-published. Mm-hmm. You know, We were hoping they were good. Yeah. Um, we were hoping they didn't cost, you know, $30 for a, a 50,000 word paperback. But, right. you know, we were game to try anything. And we had mostly used books and some new and a great many um, books by local authors in the St. Louis area. So February 2012, okay, January 31st, 2012, I was procrastinating going to bed because the number one thing you need to have as a writer is procrastination. I think it's required. I'm pretty sure it is if you look it up somewhere. And I was hungry. So I had some chips and salsa, and then I went to bed, which I shouldn't have done. I should have known better. Fortunately, I survived physically, mm-hmm. but I had the strangest dream. 
was about this girl in a convenience store and some weirdo came in and was shooting up the place. And I mean, she cleaned his car. I thought, huh, I woke up. That thing was as clear as a bell. I even knew the girl's name and was Abby. Mm. So on February 1st, I sat down and throughout that month, I wrote the first 40,000 words of my first novel, Reduced. Mm-hmm. And then things kind of got in the way. So it wasn't until June when I sat down to finish the thing. I was determined. I finished it in July, ran it through my editor. And then I started um, submitting it to agents. I got diddly squat. And I am not the kind of person to sit there and wait months for a response. Right. So I had a few rejections. I um, had a few no responses, which basically is the same thing as a rejection, unless you get lucky and they find you, you know, six months later and give you a call. But I finally um, went ahead and self-published it. And there it was, August 2012. So a few months later, I sat down to work on the second book in the series. Boy, I did not want to write that second book. It was all there in my head. I just didn't want to do it. So yeah. I started looking around thinking, what else could I do to avoid writing this book? I thought, oh, <laughs> I'll start a publishing house. That'll be fun. Oh, my God, what was wrong with me? What was wrong with me? Anyway, um, so I pulled some stuff together and had everything all set up, and I was I was good to go. You know, we kind of ran it. Initially, we ran it off uh, off the bookstore um, website, and um, you know, kind of kind of it's an offshoot of the bookstore, let's say. Right. And uh, I put out a call for for submission. I got one, and I thought, well, crap. Now what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I got a couple more. I thought, hmm, this might not have been a good idea. And anyway, then the floodgates opened, and I started getting hit with all kinds of, uh, of submissions. And in fact, George, I believe one of the first ones was not only yours, but um, Rebecca Jacox's book. Yep. You told yep. me you had a friend, and I wasn't, in fact, I had closed submissions at that point, and you said, hey, can I ask a favor? Can you look at this? Yep. Wow. And that I'm very was, proud uh, of that. Yeah, I am super glad you did because Rebecca is a fantastic author and um, her books are amazing. So at any rate, I sat down and uh, I I wrote Reuse, the second book of my series, in four weeks. Mm -hmm. Wow, four weeks? And four weeks. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's not quite 80,000 words, but it was uh, was four weeks. And um, not too long after that... um, by request of my one fan, oh wait, there might have been a handful of fans. But anyway, the point is, I sat down to write the third dang book following summer, and I did it in three weeks. Wow. I told you I don't have a lot of patience. <laughs> well, I mean, not, and you know, like apparently impatience is also a virtue. So. <laughs> it, was, um, it, was, it was close to 80,000 words. I shorted it a little bit because... I was I was at the end. I mean, yeah. I I don't want to add a lot of fluff and and things. And you know, I thought mm, it's good. And now the the fourth one, I don't know. I keep saying it's coming soon, but 
I'm not really sure of the definition of soon, apparently, but it is in the works. It is halfway through. Actually, the end is there. I just got to fill in the middle. That's um, always a fun part is uh, you, you have the beginning, you know how it, how it starts off, you know how it ends, and it's that middle ground that you just have to kind of wait. Exactly. Through, exactly. exactly. That's the way it was with Excelsior. Um, when, I, when I wrote that, I had the beginning and I had the end, and I had both of them with me for years before I sat down and started writing it. And all of a sudden, it was just like once I got through, you know, like one part of it, and then mm -hmm. I realized like, okay, I think I'm onto something. Oh crap! Now the plot has to really kick into gear, and I only have exactly. A Let's introduce some more characters, and all of a sudden it just started to steamroll from there. Um, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that that was an interesting time, you know, uh, dealing with that. So I know what you, what uh, I know what you you know what you mean when when you say that you know just trying to find that piece, especially when it comes to that third part, because um, that was supposed to be a trilogy, correct? Well, it was originally supposed to be just one book. Right. And um, and then I had uh, a few friends who were like, well, okay, but then what happened? I'm like, yeah. well, all right, fine, I'll write another one. And then at that point, once you have two, you may as well go for the trilogy. Yeah. Um, and, and it has been a trilogy for several years, um, but I don't know, what do you call four books? Is it just a series or is it like a quadrilogy? Quadrilogy, yeah. I mean, I was I, I was always curious about that. I meant to Google it, but I never did. Unless um, unless you're unless you're Douglas Adams, and you just say it's a five part Hitchhiker's trilogy. So. Oh well, you yeah. know that's a good idea too. I yeah. mean, it might come to that. <laughs> 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 Not that I'm in any way comparing myself to Douglas Adams, although somebody compared me to Stephen King. But I was kind of excited about that. That's always um, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, one of them, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, recycled. The third book in the trilogy, um, I I started it, and I thought, wait a minute, I know how this is going to end, and I scrolled down a little bit in my word document, and I wrote the last chapter, and I wrote nice. the words, the words, the last chapter, and then I wrote the last chapter. I thought, oh, I know how I'm going to tie into that. So then I titled the next section. The second to last chapter. I wrote that book backwards. I really? wrote it backwards for like six chapters. That's fantastic. And then, I thought, and then I thought, Robin, this is just getting out of hand here. Go back to the beginning where you <laughs> stopped and let's go from there. And then, you know, we can tie it all in together. So, so that, um, that worked out. It's like you, mem <laughs> like you mementoed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, um, it was, it was always interesting. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I've also, I've also written a couple of Kindle, I call them booklets because mm -hmm. they're just little, little bitty things I put on there. One was how to, how to get organized. And, uh, the other one is, um, um, so you wrote a book now what? Yeah. And, uh, they've, they've done pretty well. I mean, I, I don't even, when you first become an author, you're like, Checking your KDP sales mm -hmm. constantly, as in, yeah. let me refresh the page because I haven't looked at it for ten minutes. Oh yeah, um, you know, or at least on a daily basis, going to um, going to Amazon or KDP, either one, and and mm -hmm. checking your sales and everything. But you know what? After a while, it's like I'm pretty sure they'll send me some money at some point. <laughs> right. 
which, and I'm always surprised, you know, I, I, I get an email saying, Hey, we're sending, we're sending, it's payday. You know, I'm always excited about that. Yeah. So. I know the feeling when it comes, when it comes to doing that, it's just like it, um, when I first released Excelsior, like if mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was like Zuckerberg at the end of the social network, just keep on hitting refresh, keep on hitting refresh, you know, over and over yeah, again. Yeah. But, Mm-hmm. And you know nothing changing and everything. So I really, I really appreciated the fact that you, you know, that you took on Excelsior um, into into um, Rocking Horse because it really kind of reinforced the fact that I seem to work better when I have someone in my corner. And you were in my corner. You've been in my corner a lot in uh, in, in the in the short time. Well, that other than that nomination for vice president, that was a little bit sneaky on my part. But you know. but, but you wouldn't have done it if you didn't think I could do it. If you didn't think I could pull it off. This is true. So this is absolutely is, true. And that's something that I really, that I really appreciate is that I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have taken that first shot. You know, like I wouldn't have, you know, like raised my hand like that, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, by myself, I needed everyone else to take a step back and for you to just kind of nudge me forward. You know, I need, I needed everyone. I needed those, those dominoes to kind of fall in that position for that to happen. And that doesn't happen. Well, when, when I, when I recognize somebody with potential as you have in space, I want to see them succeed. It was the, you know, it was with a, with a, with your book, with the vice presidency, mm-hmm. it was right there, just waiting for you to, you know, just, I'm just going to nudge you over here a little bit. And by the way, you have to do a conference. <laughs> right. Well, there is that. Yeah. So the way that everything's kind of come together reminds me a lot of my high school drama teacher, Mr. Dameron. Now he had unfortunately passed away last, uh, last month, but at the same time he is getting, uh, the theater at our school dedicated in his name. And I'm very grateful that he knew about it, uh, you know, a few months before, before he died. So he right. died knowing that this was happening. So, but uh, the, the thing that really makes me, that makes uh, you remind me of him is the way that you were able to see the potential and kind of nudge it forward without becoming say like a, like a dance mom or something, or, you know, like a showbiz mom, trying, you know, basically like kind of cracking the whip and saying like, you will do this, you know, like, or, you know, like just, you know, pushing this opportunity, you know, like on you and just saying like, don't you want this, you know, and um, try, you know, acting in that way. Um, What Mr. The way that Mr. Dameron acted was he basically just kind of waited until I got my own personal issues with getting on the stage over and done with. Mm -hmm. And once Mm -hmm. I got on the stage, then it's just like, okay, so I already know what you can do after seeing you in drama one and two. So, you know, here you are in drama three, you know, like, and you're making your first, you know, um, audition for a show. So I'm going to give you three roles because I know you can pull it off. And one of those roles being a lead. And so basically like he, kind of put that show so on so much of so much of that show on my shoulders but he knew he could do it Mm -hmm. that I could pull it off and that's the way that's the way that I see that I see the way you are with me you know like you you wouldn't have like I said you would not have done you would not have given me these opportunities if you didn't think that I could handle them so 
That is um, correct. Yeah. So that, that, uh, that always, you know, meant the world to me, knowing that I had someone like you in my corner. And that's something that... Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. And so, um, so with that in mind, um, so 2016 comes around. And uh, as we were, you know, saying that you were, you know, at that point, you had been the president of the Missouri Writers Guild. And I have never been privy to what exactly happened in that meeting room when the next, the 2016-2017 board was announced. All I know is that I get, I get uh, the text from one of the attendees on my, on my Facebook page just saying congratulations. And, um, and then, you know, like, and then I just happened to check the email from you that said, congrats, Mr. VP. So, um, I'm just curious, like, uh, you know, how did, how did, how did this, you know, great crew that I had, um, come together the way it did? Well, <clears throat> the Missouri Writers Guild is, is, um, we are a nonprofit, of course, but we are also a volunteer run organization. None of our None of the officers or board of directors take a salary. Gosh, that would be nice. But, um, and, and oftentimes it's a matter of um, filling the seats. You know, you got to get the butts in the seats, as they say. And yep. if you don't, the organization falls apart. So I, I have always, um, I always tried to be upfront. I don't try to, um, you know, when I'm asking volunteers, I don't try to sugarcoat it too much. And I don't try to minimize the effort that it would take. If um, if a potential candidate for the board of directors says, how much time is this going to take? I usually give them two figures. You can get by with these number of hours, this number of hours, or uh, you can put a whole lot more into it. You know, it's really up to you. What we need are to find people who are passionate about what they do and why they're doing it. Um, it's a hit or miss prospect. I won't lie. It's not that easy. I got involved with the board. I actually joined the Guild in 2013. And for the 2014 conference, um, our conferences, for those, those of you who don't know, are always held in the spring. So the 2014 conference, I was asked as a publisher to take pitches. Um, it's kind of a last minute deal, but it wasn't a problem. Actually, the conference was just around the corner from where I lived. So, um, there were no issues there. So I went to the conference. I took pitches. I kind of, sort kind of, sort of saw how things worked. Um, I wasn't as involved as I probably should have been at that point, but about two months prior to the 2015 conference, a year later, <clears throat> The, uh, the membership received a letter from the president of the guild. And I don't remember exactly what the email was about, but I was a little bit annoyed because it seemed like I could never get any information. The website was defunct. The uh, social media wasn't kept up to date. So I wrote back and complained about all those things. Um, about mm, 24 hours later, I got a response that said, congratulations, you're our new publicity director. So, see, George, your, um, your election was not without precedent. Um, <laughs> I was um, <laughs> never complained because yep. mm -hmm. um, I should have known that, seriously. But the, um, 
the conference was a couple months after that. And so I insisted they put the website up and that we would tweak it after it was up and live, which I did. Um, mm-hmm. We got the ball rolling on the conference. Of course, we had a different type of conference that year. So publicity was not nearly as, as imperative as it is for most of our conferences. And um, I was elected president. So I pulled together a crew, mostly from people who were there, who were chapter officers in their own rights, mm-hmm. because as the saying goes, busy people get things done. Yep. And uh, knowing that um, Scarlett was on the way, I thought, hmm, George is busy. He'll get things done. Yep. And of course, she did tell me, there's any way I can help. Hopefully, yes, there is, now that you yep. mention it. Now, so, maybe I should have been more specific, but, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have. Um, yeah. At any rate, we uh, we had the conference. We uh, had the business meeting. It's usually Saturday right before the banquet. And um, it, came to, it came time to elect officers for the coming year. So I was asked and agreed to run as president again. And when I say run, I mean put my name on the list because there aren't any others there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. next, of course, was vice president slash conference chair. Yep. And I said, you know, George Soroy, who's one of my authors at Rocking Horse Publishing, um, he's a great guy. He's a busy guy. He's a smart guy. And I want to nominate him as vice president. And everyone said, huh, that sounds like a good idea. There you go. Wow. So we uh, we got the rest of the, the candidates on the slate, and uh, we had a couple of changes here and there because people are like, you know, I think I'd rather do this other job, and somebody's like, okay, by me. And, you know, so we all just kind of work it out. Um, mm-hmm. So there it was. And um, you did a fabulous job as vice president, and the following year it was pretty much unanimous, hey, Let's have George as president. Yeah, and again, never would have never would have done that on my own. Uh, that was something that I just uh, apparently I was going to be happy with, you know, just being an officer on the board, and you know, I was satisfied with that possibility. Um, so getting this kind of getting that kind of boost and getting that kind of feedback for it really meant a lot. So, um, you know, that, that was, uh, it, it was, like I said, I wouldn't have done it on my own. So I'm really glad that, uh, that you were there to kind of give me that nudge because like I said, I'm glad I did it. You know, it was, it was, a, it, was it was a very unique experience and something that, um, uh, that I will never forget. And I'm glad to still be able to contribute. Uh, cannot, unfortunately, be an officer again. Um, things are just, there. there's too much on my plate right now. And I, I unfortunately, you know, cannot um, put myself in the position where I would be able to take the presidency back from you um, after, after your well, turn. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so I, I, I am, I am uh, just basically, I'm, I'm doing my whole Lyndon B. Johnson thing. Like I, you know, like I, I will not and will not accept, you know, a, a, a another term as your, as your president. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's. Kind oh, that's of what, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll hit you up and um, 
let's say, 10 years when Scarlet's edging towards uh, teenagehood. There you go. That, that'll, be, uh, that'll be a good time to you know, kind of come on back. <laughs> and right, um, right. yeah. So yeah, so that was, that, that was quite, uh, that was quite an interesting experience. So, um, and I'm, you know, glad that I was able to live up to your expectations, you know, in that. In well, absolutely, George. And, and, and you are the kind of person we need to serve on the board of directors for the Missouri Writers Guild, because you care about the guild, you're passionate about the guild, and you understand that it is an honor to be a member of the Writers Guild. Yes. Yeah. And it's something that I really hope that a lot that uh, that a lot of other people in our area really kind of take into consideration, because um, as we have said before, there are many, you know, there are many members in the local chapters that meet the requirements. So come on board. Yeah. You know, because we need you. Um, we need your enthusiasm. We need your experience. We need your passion for writing in general and we need your idea absolutely Um, most of our most of our faculty most of our faculty members um over the years have been members of the guild Mm -hmm. um our conference faculty members are frequently members of the guild and so that is another opportunity for our members to be able to speak on their own experiences and to teach workshops and to therefore get their name out there even more yeah. Uh, their name and their work. Absolutely. So that is, that is yet another, um, another benefit to joining the guild. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I would put this out there that this really kind of applies to all different guilds, no matter where you're, you know, no matter where you're from, not just the Missouri Writers Correct. Club, but also the, um, any other state guild that, uh, or any other organization that you're looking at, um, do your research, make sure that you qualify, and by all means, go for it. Because, um, I, I, as I said, you know, like when I when I did my first my my introduction to the guild as president, um, writing is is by nature a very solitary jo- uh, uh, job. Yeah, it's very it's lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, you can spitball all you want with other people, but at the at the end of the day, you are sitting there at the keyboard with you know, with just you and your ideas, getting them out on paper right. or getting them out on the mm-hmm. screen. And so you need to have experiences like working with the Missouri Writers Guild, like by networking with the Missouri Writers Guild, by helping other members with their pitches, by, um, by leading breakout sessions, by leading master classes, by participating yes. in master classes, by participating in breakout sessions. Um, because yes, absolutely. that's that's where the, the best ideas flow. Um, so mm-hmm. I am, you know, this is, you know, I'm speaking as, you know, as a, as a, you know, previous president of the Missouri Writers Guild. I'm speaking as a member and friend of the St. Louis Writers Guild. I'm speaking as a speaker for Saturday Writers. I'm speaking for, you know, for um, an as an upcoming speaker for the Hannibal Writers Guild. That's one thing that I'm, um, that I'm very proud to say is that during my term um, as president, we birthed a new chapter. We, we now have mm-hmm. the Hannibal Writers Guild uh, with mm-hmm. Ryan Patrick Freeman doing a great job uh, hope, you know, keeping that going. It's been going for a full year and there's no sign of it stopping. So right. I really hope right. that, uh, that all of those 
authors. I'm, you know, calling out to all of those authors from the Hannibal Writers Guild. Um, when you, you know, like when you, when you've sold some things, when you've gotten your name out there, by all means, take a look at the Missouri Writers Guild, see what we can offer you. Um, so just to, uh, you know, basically kind of like, um, just to kind of wrap things up, um, cause I know I've done a lot of pontificating myself, you know, like about, about the guild. Um, what would you like to see happen with the Missouri Writers Guild? Just, you know, like just spitballing, like as, as a president, as somebody who has seen its um, its pluses, its minuses, its limitations, its potential, what can what do you see for the Missouri Writers Guild in the near future? Excuse me. Um, I think that um, in the last few years, at least last five years, maybe even ten years, the guild has been evolving. Um, to make to, to go with the times. I mean, things are very different than they were in 1950. We've made right. some changes in changes in membership requirements. We've added membership levels. We've tweaked those a little bit. Um, we no longer send mass mailing on our newsletters. Almost everything is done electronically. And um, I would just one of my goals. Um, there are two actually two main goals. One is to grow our membership. We are pushing, um, we're pushing 100 members. I would like to see us come close to doubling that. I know it's very, very possible as long as um, um, the chapters are helping us. And, and by that, I mean when you, you know, on a quarterly basis perhaps, send us a list of potential members. We can work with that. Um, you know, getting the word out. We we currently run sponsored ads on social media so that um, just to get the guild out there so people know that we exist. Our biggest issue is that we are statewide. Our biggest our, our biggest problem is that we are statewide. Our biggest strength is that we are statewide. It's uh, it can be a real catch twenty two, but I do want to uh, see our membership increase and our membership involvement continue to rise as it has been. And um, I would like to see our chapters more cohesively linked to the guild. Yeah. So, which goes back to the membership among other things. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, uh, I think we're working on it. I think things have been, I don't want to use the word deteriorating, but my fuzzy brain today can't seem to come up with anything better. Um, actually, if I was writing all this down, I'm sure it could, but speaking is a little bit different. So um, the guild the problem is, we all have. Well, yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, the problem is, I think the guild has been has been grinding to a halt over the last decade or, or longer because of the changing times. So right now, currently, the the current board is trying to bring everything up to speed, give give the membership what they have asked for, and we have done that everything. The membership asked for in 2015 was implemented within the year. Everything mm -hmm. from website to, um, you know, membership cards. And I mean, we've got everything everybody wanted. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we try to work within our limitations. You know, if we have an event in say um, the Kansas city area, mm -hmm. 
a lot of people from around the state aren't going to be able to go, but we would like to see the Kansas City chapters front and center. Yeah. Same thing with Columbia, St. Louis, St. Peter's, Kate Gerardo, uh, Joplin, Rolla, Hannibal. You know, um, the guild the guild can certainly um, can certainly contribute a lot to a writer's career, whether it's yeah. through speaking, book sales. We even offer um, book sales on our site to members at this point. We just mm-hmm. uh, we just started this a few weeks ago. So that's another place to sell your book. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got all kinds of things to offer, and we need we need to be a stronger guild. Yeah, you know we've had uh, we have a proclamation from the governor, well, former governor, former governor twice actually. Um, <laughs> you know, design, designating us the statewide professional organization for writers, yeah. writers of all kinds. You know, so um, I. Definitely, I'm I'm a big history buff. The guild's been around over a hundred years. I'd like to see it continue, and um, we just we just keep plugging away. But yeah. we are more than welcome to a massive influx of new ideas once this uh, once your podcast goes live here tomorrow. I'm hoping to be going through scads of applications and all kinds of things. I, I hope the same. I really do. And um, yeah, I, I love the Missouri Writers Guild. I am very grateful to the Missouri Writers Guild for giving me the opportunities. I am grateful f- to you for getting, for being the one to actually hand these opportunities to me and just saying, run with them. Um, well, that, thank you. And Again, uh, you did a fabulous job. Oh, thank And thank you. And, um, and you're doing a, a fabulous job once again as, as president. So um, I'm hoping that uh, that more people see that, and I'm hoping that more people not only um, not only step up to become members, but also realize that hey, I can make a difference as a board member. How great would that be to get an influx of board members to come to come oh, aboard? Um, absolutely, it is not. It is not just. I mean, our dues our dues run from fifteen to forty five dollars. Yeah. For for the first year or for renewals, and that's for a year's worth of membership. And what a writer gets from that is unique networking opportunities, um, an entire page of resources mm-hmm. that can help their career. Yep. They can uh, be listed in our speakers bureau, which of course generally gives you a little walking around money mm-hmm. and experience speaking and gets your name and your work out there. So that, of course, you have higher book sales. Yes. Um, we have uh, we have a discount program for members. Um, discounts at hotels, office supply stores, a whole laundry list. I can't even possibly name them all. But it's not just about all of those things. It's about what you can do to help form and to mentor new writers, whether it's in the chapters or in the guild itself. Absolutely. So it's a matter of giving and taking. We offer both. Who else yeah. does that? Right. <laughs> it's it really it. And like I like I said um, in 2017, um, writers need a reminder that they are not alone, and that is exactly what, that is what the Missouri Writers Guild offers. That is what um, that what we offered to our members as presidents, and 
that is what I hope everyone really kind of takes into consideration. You know, take a look around, make sure that, uh, you know, once you, once you kind of come to grips about where you are as a writer, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the path becomes a little bit more clear because if you have sold things, if you've got your name out there, then all of a sudden, you know, it's time to move up. It's like, you know, the Missouri Writers Guild is kind of like, you know, the college, you know, that's the higher education, you know, that we, that we offer. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no one wants to be, um, you know, there's, I understand, you know, like when, you know, like uh, when people have their success in their local chapters, you know, by all means, we're not saying you have to leave them behind for good, but you know, what we're saying is come and, you know, like upgrade your membership. So that way it's not just with. Right, the, right, the right. Chapter. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. You know, upgrade. Now you're with the local chapter. And you're with the Missouri Writers Guild. And not only that, but oh, you know, sure. by, by doing that, you're helping both. Because what you're doing mm-hmm. is you're allowing your, uh, your experience to encourage the other people that are in the local chapter to follow your lead. Because once they do that mm-hmm. and they get to that level of success, guess what? They get to upgrade up to the, sta- up to the state guild. And it's just mm-hmm. going to be a great benefit for everyone. So um, please keep that in mind uh, when you are looking through, uh, looking at the local chapters, looking at yourself as a writer. And, you know, like I said, we need your participation. We need your ideas and we need your enthusiasm. So um, that is, that's really, you know, what I, that's the best way that I can really kind of, you know, wrap up this particular episode of Excelsior Journeys. Uh, the Missouri Writers Guild is on an Excelsior journey in and of itself. And so um, thank you so much, you know, Robin, for being a part of this show, for being on for this week, especially at such short notice. And, um, and, and thank you all for listening. This has been episode number 26 of Excelsior Journeys. And like I said before, there is so much good that's coming up with the Winding Trails Media Podcasting Network. Um, And with my partner, David Allen Lucas, who I must also say is president of the St. Louis Writers Guild. So see, I am a part of the St. Louis Writers Guild and the Missouri Writers Guild. I am the living example of how you can handle both. So by all means, please, you know, be be a part of your local chapter. And then once you've gotten success, be a part of your local chapter and your state chapter, because all that does is benefit everyone involved, especially yourself. So for Robin Tidwell, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. We'll see you next week.